right, well, you know that we are here getting ready to meet Jesus face to face. Whether it is when we move from this life to the next, or Jesus actually returns to earth, which is very possible anytime. And we say that we, our process of getting ready is that we reach the lost. All of us reach the lost. People who don't know Jesus, we uh, are to care for the least. Uh, the Matthew 25 that says the least of these. As much as we've done to the least of these, we've done to Jesus, he says. Uh, so reach the lost, care for the least, and then train the found. And that's our, all of our jobs is to um, be investing in somebody's life, helping them know how to live in this kingdom of God. Um, pointing them to Jesus, helping them to be confident in their relationship with him. So thank you. Thank you for being on mission with us together, and we are doing this together. We're, we're on this series going through the names of Jesus from Isaiah chapter 9. You probably don't need to go there unless you want to follow along. It's a, a well-known verse. We sang about it actually already today. Isaiah chapter 9, it says, For unto us a child is born, and to us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulders, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Last week we talked about Wonderful Counselor. And we like, it's interesting that he, he puts Wonderful Counselor and Almighty God Side by side, but he starts with Wonderful Counselor. We like Jesus as our Wonderful Counselor. All of your girls have, have a picture in your mind of, of you and Jesus sitting on a couch. You're in your cozy blanket, sipping your tea, and you and Jesus are just having a nice chat, right? Jesus, what do you think about this? Jesus, Jesus, what do you think about this? Jesus, you know, you know, when I was over here, though, you know, you do the curls. You just do this. You just talk, talk, talk. And Jesus barely gets a word in. And, and you're like, Jesus, thank you so much for that advice. And Jesus like, I didn't say a thing. Right? And, but you just know. You just know. But, but then for the guys, right? The guys are looking for Jesus in the plaid shirt going fishing together, right? You don't have to say a word, right? You don't have to say a word. The guys just go... <sighs> And it's like, thank you, Jesus. You just answered my question, right? You just, you just say a few grunts and every, like, we're fine, right? Guys don't need a lot of words. A few grunts and we're fine. It doesn't mean we're caveman-like. It just means, like, we don't need a lot of words for us to understand each other. And I think that's, that's us and Jesus, right? We can, we picture him in the woods, you know, on that fishing boat or just even along, as we're driving, Jesus sitting there, we just like, one little, <clears throat> and it's like, yep, yep, we got it. We, we got it understood. We, we are... Jesus answered all my questions. And, and so that difference, a wonderful counselor is like we can go to Jesus. We said Jesus is our go-to, right? We want him to be the first person. As much as great to get advice from other people or advice online, it's really important to go to Jesus and his word first and foremost for our wonderful counselor. And he is wonderful. He is wonderful. But then we go into this other side of who Jesus is. Remember, these are all the names from Isaiah 700 years before Jesus came as a little baby. Thank you, Michelle, for just that, that ending of that song was so beautiful, reminding us the humility that, that God took by sending Jesus to be close, to be relatable. So you have that wonderful counselor side of Jesus, but then you have almighty God. Right? You, you have now, all of a sudden, his majesty, his mighty, and his power kind of juxtaposed to this 
wonderful counselor. Very relatable, right? Sitting on the couch, going fishing, Jesus' plaid shirt, right? Wonderful counselor. Then you have Almighty God is his other name. So what do you do with that? What do you do with that? There's a scripture in uh, Proverbs that says that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of all wisdom. The fear of the Lord. Now that fear is not like um, trembling fear, but there, there are times that the Bible says that we can, that when we come and approach God, there's fear and trembling. But, but remember, the angels, when they always would come and visit, they would say, fear not. So it's not, it's not like we're supposed to be afraid of God, but what he's saying is that we're to have this reverence and respect and honor. So I, I'm just going to play with you a little bit because I wore a ball cap a few times ago and says Jesus doesn't look at the outward appearance always. But, but I think there is another side to that, though, is as you mature in the Lord, you realize that you want to come to him with a sense of reverence and sense of awe, a sense of respect and honor. I, I, I would actually, one of the things I would say for you, Pastor Richie, is I know it's cultural, but the Filipinos are very honor um, centric, and I just have really appreciated. You've taught me to know how to honor better, and and I realize in our culture we we don't do honor really well. And I don't know if it's because our Western way we're we're a little bit more self focused, and the world revolves around me, so we're happy when people honor us. But us giving honor to somebody else, we're like ah, they don't deserve it because the world's about me, right? And and. But realizing that when we real, he's Almighty God. I sent out an email today, and if you're not getting my emails, just go onto her website and subscribe to it. And I put in, my, in the in the title is like Jesus, my homeboy. And and you know I'm wondering, and then I said, really, really, because I think sometimes, and I love this side of it. It's like he's a wonderful counselor, which means he is your like Jesus sitting on the couch, Jesus in your plaid shirt kind of guy, right? Very relatable, very, but, but I think we still can't miss the other aspect of it is almighty God. And, and the challenge is if we just see Jesus as wonderful counselor, we don't see the other side of him in his all-powerful nature. He was the creator of the world. Just, just think about that for the moment. He spoke and everything came into existence. Wow, right? And, and we realize that if we're only limited to, hey, let's have a chat, Jesus, we limit the ability for him to work miracles in our life because he is the miracle worker. He has almighty God. He has the ability. Look, I mean, just look at what he's done. I just wrote a few things down. You know, he... He split the Red Sea. The waters parted just probably by his voice. He made massive cities fall, the walls of Jericho. He, um, he turned water into wine. He, he um, healed blind eyes. The lame were walking. He is the deliverer. He's the savior. I mean, the miracles and the wow part, you know, cloud by night or pillar by pillar by fire by night, cloud by day. He can just do those miraculous things, powerful things. In Deuteron actually in Deuteronomy 9, chapter 3. Actually, before we go there, I want to read Hebrews. Hebrews chapter 12. 
I love burning things. Yesterday I was burning things. Oh, actually, I do have a funny story to tell. It's somewhat related, but not really. Sorry, I know we're, I just, I just, I have to do this one. I, okay, go, get to it. So when I was uh, a campus pastor up in Laconia, um, I was speaking and all of a sudden I smelled something really strong in my nostrils. And I was like, do you, does anybody else smell that? Like it smells like something's burning. It was like burning my nostrils. And, and then all of a sudden everybody's got concern in their eyes and it's like, yeah, there's something burning. And, and I later found out that nobody saw smoke or anything, but at the time the worship leader, Jake Downey, he, he realized there was something under my chair. I was sitting down while I was preaching and my foot was moving. It was back in the day when I had chickens and I had gone out to do the chores before, um, before church and, and I'd stepped in chicken dew in my dress shoes. And it was so strong, it like was burning my nostrils. And here I am convincing the whole congregation something's on fire, but meanwhile, it's just stench from my shoe. All right, but I like burning things, that's a side note. But I like burning things. And and I, I realized that I have to have respect for fire. In my younger years, uh, I didn't have as much respect for fire, and, and I do remember actually so much so that I actually had to put a hose on the side of my house as the vinyl siding was bubbling because the fire was too big. Right, Audra? Yes. Um, <laughs> but I've, I've learned to have respect for fire, and then I, then I realized, I was thinking about this, and, and Jesus says he's the all-consuming fire. That, that his name, Mighty God, also gives us the picture of an all-consuming fire. In Hebrews chapter 12, it says this, Therefore let us be grateful for receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken. That, that's the kingdom of God. Yes, you, like, you can say amen to that one. All right. And thus let us offer to God acceptable worship with reverence, in awe, for our God is a consuming fire. Now, if you go from there, like, so, consuming fire. What's before that? That we come to him with worship. That's why I love, well, I was looking around here today. You guys are passionate about Jesus. And you know how to approach him with reverence, in awe. That's where it says, reverence and awe, that he's asking us to come to him, not just as homeboy, but with reverence and awe of an almighty God. Because in Deuteronomy, so we're going to go back in Old Testament, after Moses received the Ten Commandments, And they're getting ready to go now into the promised land. They have to cross the Jordan River. It says this. Somebody is reading their Bible out loud <laughs> through some device. You're you right, Pastor Richie. Our Bibles, I mean, our, our phones can be powerful <laughs> instruments. So here goes, hear, O Israel, you are to cross over the Jordan today. Go into, to, 
dispossessed nations greater and mightier than you, cities great and fortified up to heaven, a people great and tall, the sons of Ankim, who you know and whom you have heard of, said, who can you stand before the sons of Anak? Know therefore today that he who goes over before you as a consuming fire is the Lord your God. He will destroy them and subdue them before you. So you shall drive them out and make them perish quickly as the Lord has promised you. God goes before you as a consuming fire, preparing a pathway for you. And I think when we only see that God as a wonderful counselor, which is amazing, but we need to see him as almighty God, a consuming fire who goes and fights the wars on your behalf, who goes and, and, and takes the obstacles that are in front of you and creates a miracle that, that can get you to where you thought was impossible to go, that, that he can get you to those places. Some of these scriptures... John 15, 5, it says, Jesus' words, without me, you can do nothing, right? Without me, you can do nothing. So we have to realize not only is he a wonderful counselor, but he is almighty God, that when we trust him, you can say in Philippians 4, 13, I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me because he goes before me as almighty God, as almighty God. So when we realize that he is our king of kings, our Lord of lords, all-powerful, almighty, that not only can he create, he can consume, not only can he build, he can destroy, that he is the one who is able to take your circumstance and move mountains. So when you go to him as your wonderful counselor, also go to him realizing that he's almighty God, all-powerful, that he has the power to move mountains in your life. He has, he has the ability to make a way where there seems to be no way. But he's asking us to come to him with reverence. What does that mean for each one of you? And, and we're a casual church. I'm not suggesting we all of a sudden dressed with suit and ties because that's our symbol of reverence. But I'm, I'm saying each one of you, I would ask you to have this question. And by the way, God's everywhere, right? We're not just going to experience him when we go to church. But how do you live a life of reverence to him? How do you live a life where you're honoring him? I wonder if it is when we know what we should be doing, we choose to do it. Because that honors him. I, I know that that's, well, that's hard because some of us don't like to always give in to do what we know that we should be doing. But when we come to that relationship of, of our relationship with Almighty God, that we can honor him and revere him by being obedient to his word. We can honor him best by that. The other thing is I believe that we can honor him when we honor everybody around us. We realize, we, we, we heard that today, that we are made in the image of God, right? Therefore, all, of cre all humanity is made in his image. And the way that we respect people, 
the way that we treat people, the way that we pursue unity is really honoring to God because every person is made in his image. So as we treat others, we're actually treating God the same way. Maybe that's reverence. Maybe that's realizing that he's almighty God. Maybe you're facing a very difficult circumstance right now in your life. And you've got, gone to him for counsel. See, Jesus, this is my circumstance. And he's been faithful to give you counsel, but, but you need a miracle. Almighty God is there too. Not only your wonderful counselor, but Almighty God, the name of Jesus, Almighty, is willing and able to do a miracle. But here's the greater, here's the greater miracle. And here's the greater honor and reverence. That when you ask that you trust God with the outcome. I think as Christians, we struggle with that part of it because we ask and we believe and we know that he can do it, but when he doesn't answer the way that we had expect, then somehow we get disappointed in who he is. And that's not right. Because if he's almighty God and has the ability to intervene and to help, we know that. But we also, if we know that he's good, that we can trust him with the outcome. So many times I've sat with families who are praying for loved ones. Or like this week, as we've had to walk with um, a family to have to say goodbye to a father or a husband. We prayed for a miracle. We prayed for a miracle. And we had a desire, a desired outcome. But what isn't the outcome that necessarily the family wanted or what I was praying for, but I just trust God knew what was best in that situation that we can trust him. That that is realizing that as almighty God has the ability to intervene and, and to contend and work a miracle, but at the end of the day, if it's not the way that we're hoping for, we can still realize that he's good, he's gracious and wonderful. And we can trust him and that's the way we can honor him and honor that relationship Church, this Christmas season, would you ask yourselves this question? How can I honor you today? How can I honor Jesus in this Christmas season? For some of you, you're doing your little devotional uh, book that we gave our volunteers. By the way, I have some extra um, out there. So now we're opening up to the rest of the congregation. There's probably 40 copies out there. I know it's partway through the devotional series, but for my family, we're trying. We're trying to keep Jesus in the middle of what we're doing, and, and that's a way of honoring him this year and every year. Maybe there's other things that you're going to do in, in realizing that not only is he your wonderful counselor, he's your almighty God, that you're going to have a sense of reverence, that you're going to maybe before open up presents or before you do stockings or you're just going to come and acknowledge that he is 
Almighty. He's not only your wonderful counselor, your friend, but he is almighty God, all powerful, King of kings and Lord of lords, and he can be revered. I know those two extremes seem like, how do I, how do I contend with them? Jesus is so close and so familiar, and, and I can go to him like a, a best friend, which the scripture says he is a friend. He's actually a friend of sinners, which is really great news. But he always brings them to a place. He doesn't allow people to stay in their sin. He invites them into a better place. But, but then how do we see God as almighty? That we, we revere him, that we come in a place of awe and honor. And if you're struggling where that balance is, you just ask him. He'll be, he'll be gracious. He'll help you figure that out. But I think this Christmas season, I think he wants to be known by all of his different names. Next week, next week we're going to be um, talking about Everlasting Father. That's a good one. I love that name. Wonderful Counselor. Almighty God this week. Next week, Everlasting Father. And then on Christmas Eve, Prince of Peace. And this world needs peace. We all need peace. And we're going to be able to talk about that character, that name of who he is. But in a culture that doesn't have much reverence for anything today, we obviously don't value life. We don't value, you know, respecting each other. I'm not saying you, I'm just saying as a culture, that we are pretty divided, pretty self-centered, that Jesus, your church, us, we'd understand that you are a wonderful counselor, but we would come to the place of really revering you and honoring you and respecting you as almighty God. Thank you so much for watching us online. We're so glad that you joined us. We trust that Jesus has spoken to your heart and you've been challenged by his word. If you'd like to know more information about Grace Capital Church, please visit us at gccnh.com. We'll see you next time.